Welcome back to Recruiter Insights. This is a podcast made by recruiters to give you some insights. Today, we are going to share about, actually, we just found out that we are also a matchmaker. Yeah, I'm excited about today's episode. So, recently, we really enjoyed one of the Netflix shows called uh, Indian Matchmaking. So there's a very, the role model, I would say, actually among three of us now, Andy Sima, who is really good in her jobs. She is doing different matchmakings and for different clients. Uh, some, are, some of them are based in India, some of them are based in US. And also their latest, uh, their latest episode leaking that she will go to UK markets, which makes me more exciting. Lah. So... In this kind of uh, matchmaking job, actually, she is trying to... It's just legit matchmaking. So she is helping different kind of the people to find their life partner, to find someone who can marry together and also facilitate the process. Yay, so She's a very important person. I understand actually now there's a relationship industry is rising. But after watching this show, actually, we really come across to realize that this is so our job. The skills that she is she performed in the show is so our skills the things that she did the disappointment that she faced is so related to us so i guess actually you might have a question now actually how come matchmaking is similar to recruitment ah? well yeah we match candidates to jobs with our clients mm-hmm. so like that's the part that's the most similar the matching part but i think mm, yes um, we always use this analogy as well. It's like boy meets girl, you know, like you're going on a date um, with like every interview is kind of like a date in that sense, like a client getting to know a candidate. And in our job, we we understand our client's requirements, uh, like a set of skills or criteria that they have. And then we try and uh, find people that match that criteria and then when we finally present our clients with profiles they also have to review the resumes and like have a look and see "Mm, do i want to meet this person or not yeah correct Mm -hmm. i think i like the auntie sima cvs you know why he will write down some of the very sensitive uh elements in the cv such as like age race yes uh, personalities yeah. that kind of things lah. correct it's so, I feel like the process is so similar to our job so like when uh, clients come to us and say I want to hire a person and these are my criteria it's the same like you know when Auntie Sima meet her client for the first time and they intro themselves this is how who am I and then now tell me your requirements ding 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 Yes, and also she goes to uh, her client's house and also met her client's family member yes. to get in touch with their family and also understand what kind of environments that this uh, he or she were raised, was raised from. Mm, it's similar like how whenever we have new clients, we say we want to visit you in the office. Just want to see you know, how your office is like and who are the people in your office, who are they like and... I think that helps like, to understand the environment. Yes, I do so. So, um, after, you know, after this kind of like the requirements, you will get a long, long list usually. Like. That's what, at least that's what we saw during the show. Like she will 
get uh, I want this person need to be high enough at maybe a certain height or I want this person should be funny and this person should be successful and this person should be debt free or this person or uh, can maybe appreciate my culture able to speak some of the language these are like very 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 a lot of details and a lot of requirements and most of them they will say no I cannot pick some of them I cannot really let go of some of them <laughs> yeah I think I remember there's this one episode uh, I think the girl Vero in season 2 she lists out like you know a whole list of criteria and then Auntie Sima told her I think you need to uh, narrow it down or cut it down to dilute it down to 60% uh. wow I love yeah. that quote so much <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what we will tell our clients. So they will tell us, okay, these are our criteria. This is what we are looking for. And it's so similar to this matchmaking process. Yeah, and Auntie Sima will say like, you can't get 100%. 100% doesn't exist. You know, this is, it's not yes, really. Oh, I love the quote. Yeah, so it's, it's very good. She's like, she sort of like consults her clients to tell them like, hey, actually, yes, I know you want all these things, but this perfect or ideal person likely does not exist. You need to adjust. Both sides mm. need to adjust. So, yeah. Like, I like how like she managed their expectations from the very beginning. Like, she knows the pool of candidates that she has and like, this is impossible to achieve. Yeah, that's what we do, right? With our clients. Like, you know, especially if we know the market very well, we're like, okay, Mr. Client, we yes. know that you want these things, but based on our experience, you know, this might be tough. Uh, what are your non-negotiables? What are the criteria that, okay, yeah. you, what are must-haves and what are nice-to-haves? Uh, that's what we try and clarify mm. as well. Do you sometimes make your assumptions in terms of like clients' requirements? Like, you know, although they didn't say what kind of the things is must-have, what kind of the things is preferred to have, do you make your own assumptions while you're sourcing different kind of the people? I think if we know I, the tone very well, then yeah, we like, okay, I think these kinds of people probably cannot work in this environment or certain types of people definitely can. Yeah. Mm, I think when it comes to just technical requirements, then we will take note. Lah. But when it comes to personality chemistry and culture fit we will make certain assumption in that sense because we have visited the client we get to know them so we roughly know whether this particular person will fit into the environment so I guess yes we do make some is it called justified assumptions <laughs> I think sometimes we also like we, we we have a certain idea of what our client wants but we try and do the uh, the opposite or like we send um someone that doesn't necessarily fit the criteria and yes, yes. that this client will maybe give this person a chance and sometimes it works um yeah yes yes i sometimes will send maybe one cv that is like totally out of the box like hey you know although he might not be very 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 suitable but he had this kind of experiences before maybe you should give it a try <laughs> because I was desperate already I was like why well, we cannot find <laughs> other people uh. I only can try this one already uh. you if you come yeah. back to me and say not suitable uh, I will tell you you know the market is not big not fine for you anymore <laughs> but yeah I, say, I agree though I think sometimes because not to say we push la, but because we can see certain qualities in these people and then we try to say you know I see the good or the strength of this person then sometimes client will, will agree la, and will say yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I also think so. So 
you know, sometimes it's not like I want to push a client. It's just based on the reality requirements. Then it's what we have. La. So I really like Auntie Sima. One of the things that she said, in particular in relationships, she said you should look in the personality more than like she's he or she is kind or she is caring, good to the family. In her value, actually, that is more important because then in that sense, actually, she gave her thoughts, she gave her own consultations la, to the person. It's like, you know, by the end of the day, in marriage, it's more about how he or she treats you, how he or she personality is, and what is he or she personality is, uh, also uh, what his or hers personality is, and also what kind of the family he is he or she is in and how he or she can treat your family. Like, I think that's most important. So mm. based on clients, based on our job in recruitment, that is slightly a little bit different. We are more focusing on is if this person coming in, he can do the work or not. That's the most important thing, like, I feel. I think yeah. it's, it's can... about uh, being able to do the work. Um, but the, the thing that usually seals the deal is the chemistry between the interviewer or yes, the hiring manager exactly. and the candidate which is something right. very difficult to that's quantify right. or predict mm. so that's why yes. it reminds me of when Auntie Sima said okay but how would you know if you don't meet the person how will you know if you yeah. don't meet the person more than once how can you judge just based on one meeting one no? one time yeah. meeting yeah so, and, and also like I think there was one uh, I can't remember who it was was it Viral in the second season when she met one person didn't quite work out and she was very reluctant to meet the second person also um, just based on the profile of the person but I don't remember maybe I'm getting it wrong but uh, I remember there was one person who was not very sure whether to meet this person not just by looking at the so-called CV yeah profile. and Auntie Sima was like um, telling her how would you, know? you know if you, you don't need don't to meet, meet right? just meet first and then you can decide yes yes I think in our job, we do that to clients and candidates. So sometimes when client, uh, we go to clients and say, hey, we have a profile for you and clients say, uh, based on the CV, I don't think this is suitable. Then we will advise, how would you know we, we talk to the person, we met the candidate, we talk to the, him or her face to face. There are certain things that we think is suitable, you should consider, I think. And also from candidate's point of view, sometimes when you go to a candidate and tell them about a potential job and uh, just by sharing with them briefly on the job opportunity they say oh I don't, I don't think I want to work in the company so yeah how would you know maybe after meeting up with them one time you can make your own judgment yeah that's true we also recommend yes. our, our as in we encourage our candidates to do that as well to like just be open just have a chat just talk to them first then only you'll know Yes, exactly. That's why I used to talk to my candidate because, you know, sometimes the engineering people, they are quite reluctant also. They mm. have, especially they have bad experience. They had bad experience before, like with certain company, with certain kind of the industry, you say, ah, I don't want to back to this kind of industry anymore. So it's like, you know, I have talked to this kind of, this hiring manager before. I think it's different. Maybe you can try to have a chat lah, as long yes. as, because based on the conversation I had with him or her before, then this what the things that I found out lah. Then maybe it might be different. So we'll always try to push for a conversation because I believe actually, Conversation is stronger than the the words on the paper, la, Yeah, all. it's true, true. Because on paper you may have this persona, but in, if you meet in person, you might you might give a different impression. Yeah. In Don't sense. judge a book by its cover. Oh yes. Um. 
talking about the stranger requirements, right? Mm. Actually, uh, in the first episode, we have Apana in the um, Indian matchmaking first season. Then in second season, we have Vero. Both of them are very, they both have very stranger requirements. Capable, successful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then I, how do you evaluate these two per- people? Mm. I, okay, I think it's good that you know what you want with stringent requirements. Uh, I think sometimes these are also the challenges that we face when we talk to clients that I only want this criteria. If it's out of this criteria, then I will not be open to consider. I mean, this yeah. is the challenge uh, that we face. Uh, mo- but most of the time, we will try to work around like, we will not may not be hundred percent fit like maybe 70-80% might not, you know, your stringent requirements might be the perfect unicorn and we can't find the perfect unicorn. So we will find and you know somebody that is closer to the closer to the unicorn. Uh. Strong horse without a horn. <laughs> you wear a hat lah. I think actually Apana and also Vero give me a sense it's like they are to be honest, I feel like Vero is the kind of people it's more like a very stringent requirements, but a very good company to sell. Like all those very, very, very hard to get in like companies. High like high profile. Yeah, like Meta, Google. A lot of people... That's wow, true. She's actually a very desirable profile in that sense. Viral. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of good points. Good like she's the... Well, she's that free. She is very capable in her in job. She was before by 29, I think. Yeah. yeah. Then also is fun, is very valuable for herself, very high confidence. Uh, for Vero case, she gave me a sense it's like a very high profile company but have very stringent requirements. Mm. But she still managed to find uh, uh she still managed to find a match, yeah. right? Towards the yeah. end Sorry, spoiler for those who have not watched. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about it. So at the middle of the show, I bet she couldn't find a match. But surprisingly, at the end of the show, she managed to find. So it's like, I think at the end of it, she also, like what you said just now, what we described just now, she, although one, some of the criteria, the guy cannot match, but some of the other things, the guys can excel her. Mm, like like the strengths or the skills that she doesn't have, the guy can like compliment her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then also that attracts her interest. Like, it's like, eh, this one I cannot do. Like this one, maybe uh, this person can be helping me or like be uh, better, can let me have more interest lah like in this company. Yeah, yes. which I think if we were to relate back to our job in recruitment, uh, it's, it's similar in that sense. So whenever you have a very good client has very stringent requirements, uh, uh, and then we found another match that we will try to tell the client, okay, this person is good in this area, but... Uh, these are his strengths that might complement uh, the role that you're looking for. I think by doing mm. that, then they are more open or willing to consider. And I think that for uh, Viral, that she also mentioned that uh, being with this guy makes things more interesting because he does a lot of things that I don't do. And that, mm. that, you know, and then I can try new things and I can learn more things from him. So I think sometimes in our recruitment world it's like that also like yeah you may not necessarily have fit 100% what I wanted but it's interesting to have you on board you know it's interesting to work with someone like you 
It's a big difference. Like maybe you did some of the things that they didn't done yeah. before, then it opened their eyes. I say, eh, maybe we can do it in this way. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Let's talk about not only difficult match. How about one of the cardio, cardio cardiologist? Yeah, the cardiologist. Uh, uh. The cardiologist. Oh, the cardiologist reminds reminds me of a good good client. Yeah. Good client with you know big budget, interesting role, <laughs> uh, good name to sell, and also very open to different yeah. kind of activities. Yes, yes. Then you try to like, oh, okay, maybe I can suggest this and that. I really like that cardiologist as a client. Yes, I really like him also. I'm really happy that he can get a match also. Another spoiler. Well, but he yeah. ended up with Correct. the dentist, right? Is it? No. Just that I think he had some concerns, which is like, you know, yeah. culture fit wise. But he is he open, open to that. Enough. Yes. Yeah. And every profile that's being shared with him, I think he's excited and happy. Yeah. And I would like to work with clients like this. Let's talk about candidates. Like if let's say, if let's say what kind of advice we can give it to candidates like in terms of this example. As in candidates who are good, sellable and, and easy to, to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I will always come back to this candidate uh, with good companies. Mm. And I'll tell them whether, you know, Maybe sometimes they tell you, oh, I'm not exploring or what, but I think I'll keep updating the candidate just to, you know, keep her warm. Like, that one day, she will say yes to the jobs that I have for her. And also, try to explore different... I will try to dif- explore different kind of opportunities oh. to him or her. Yeah. Yes, yes. I say, hey, not rigid. I know it might be not suitable to you. It might be new to you, but I think it might be quite interesting. Yeah. How about this opportunity or that kind of opportunity? I will try to sell it and try to advise him. Maybe you can be more open, like what's the cardiologist doctor mm. did, did la. Yeah, correct. And correct. I think candidates who are like that are very um the good or the gems, la, we call them. You are a gem. Yes. Uh, yeah. These are the candidates that we remember. So whenever we have a role that okay, I think this person can do it, we just keep going back <laughs> to this candidate and <laughs> Yes, know. exactly also be very open or flexible like you know we'll come back to the candidates with different types of role who knows you'll you'll find something that you really like and I noticed with Auntie Sima I can't remember who it was exactly um, but it was I think she she made uh, she presented this profile to one of her clients and then that same profile was used for like another client was it season 2? I think two? it was season 2 towards the end um, uh, I don't remember the name already, but I remember this one person appeared twice. Um, was like so called interviewed by two different clients. What was was the guy? Did the guy went out with Viro, and after that he went out with another yeah. girl who is a yes. Gym. The guy's yeah, name yeah. was Viro, uh, the, the right? runner. Yeah, oh, Viro and Viro, and then Viro went uh, on a date with another person. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So I thought that oh that when I love saw that I was like wow that's very similar. We can use this candidate for this client and also another client. That's great. Yeah. Floating, and, floating. and the interesting part, right? I think both have different outcomes. I mean, although both also rejected him, but both have different uh dating experience or if I remember, because we all brought him to the furniture yeah. shop, and then the second date they were at a coffee place. Mm, yeah I think one of the good example also is like you know sometimes we definitely have some 
failure case lah. Like which means like you know like Auntie Sima for Auntie Sima is like the jewelry oh, boy. the one in season oh, one. Yeah. Yes, the one that uh, tried so hard. At, at the end, yeah. At the end, he did find one by himself by him on side mm. uh circles lah. You know, I really like the parts like even though they got their own match, but they were still. Talk yeah. to Auntie Sima and say, like, hey, you know, I, I really appreciate all the things mm. that you did. But I found my own. I, I know sometimes it's really hard yeah. to hear this kind of thing from candidates. Candidates like, didn't go with our client but got an opportunity elsewhere but still oh. thank us for our... You know, mm. thanks I, and sometimes I, it, for this experience. Yeah. It really helped me in my career. I had this kind of experience, especially when all my candidates got counter offer. <laughs> the pain. <laughs> but you're still okay. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I mean, it's the right choice. Lah. I did help you in some way. So I will try to, you know, try to keep in touch with them. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, there's this, was it Nadia, the episode where Auntie Sima found a good match la, for her mm. but you know things were doing quite well initially then but then towards the end it didn't work out like some of our assignments as well like when, when we sent out um, we share a profile with a client and then things were working really well in the very beginning like interviewing was good and all that but towards the end didn't manage to hire maybe like you know some companies say you know restructuring not hiring <laughs> yeah and then it, that, that reminds yeah, me a lot I... of um, the Nadia case like you know yeah, this candidate was kind of good for me, but then uh, I don't think it's going to work out. was very interested in another person who in the end wasn't interested, <laughs> rejected the yes. offer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then this part, the part where I really feel Auntie Sima's rule is really good. It's like, mm. we look one by one uh, first. <laughs> yes, I think yes, one, of, yes. one of them said, do you have any more? And she's like, let's go at it one at a time. It's like when can I ask you have any more TVs? Uh, why don't you meet this person first? Yes. And also for candidate, we always say although we might have different multiples opportunities to you, but we always try to push mm. one by one to you. Otherwise, you yeah. really get you, you know confused. It's, like, it's not like right, we don't yeah. want to. It's not like I don't want mm. to give you any more opportunities. Like you will really get confused, especially if let's say two offers in your hand, which one you want to pick? One. This is a really life right, decision right. question. Because we learn in psychology, when you have too many choices, you end up not choosing yeah. any. Yeah. So, I think what else we can share in terms of the job seeker mm. out there? I think I would say you know to all the job seekers out there, whenever you are looking for a job, it's good that you have your requirements, your stringent values, and your criterias but at the same time keep an open mind because like the cardiologist he had his criterias but he was very open-minded and because of that he explored like you know different different roles are different things and you might you will never know like, what you will get right if you're open mm. and as, at the end he did mm. get a good match yes. in the show I'm not sure of what's after that but at that point of time yeah, he did he, a good match then he quite enjoyed the match mm. also. So, uh, yeah, I think understands what are uh, your cause, what are uh, your prefer to have is very important for you while you're doing different kind of the job matching or like job mm. hunting. Understanding your motivation, your your own set of criteria, what you yeah, want. And I think... And yeah. also understand your ability. <laughs> yes. I think also... Your competence. I think also don't be so quick to judge. Um, oh. give, give everyone a chance oh. lah. And give yourself a yes. chance to go out for one date. 
And then, if you're not sure, you can go out for second day. Second round interview. Second, round interview. second, interview. second interview to decide. Yes. <laughs> because actually job hunting actually is really like a matchmaking. We are trying to match different people with different mm. jobs and different mm. companies. You definitely have the chance and the right to understand more about the company because that's very important in terms of different decisions, right? Yes. And I think... Yeah, true, true. I think through through the interviews, then you get to know you. It's like how you meet a the person, then you understand the person better, right? So through interview, by meeting the interviewer, you understand the requirements and the culture a little bit better. It gives you mm. some insights. What are the some of the things that you think is very important in job hunting after doing so many roles? Mm. This is from. Candidate's point of view or from client's point? Candidate points of view. Let's share it as a candidate point mm, of view first. Okay, I think recently whenever I talk to candidates, uh, candidates has a lot of assumptions and a lot of requirements. And because of that, whenever you mention out one criteria, oh, this is one of the areas that you have to do. And before exploring further, candidate will just shut down the opportunity and think that you come back to me la, when you have uh, what I'm looking for. Uh, which I find it a little bit hard. Lah. Sometimes you miss out right, on any good opportunity. That's what I'm experiencing right now. And also open to more recruiters to see what kind of opportunities <laughs> oh, out actually, there. Yeah, you're right. Talk to more, <laughs> talk to more Antisima. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Antisima has Antisima. different database for you. Yes. And also by understanding different kind of the companies, actually you are able to know your company situation. That's what I feel. Lah. Like by interviewing other different companies, then you are able to understand is your company in a good position or you feel like you are not in a good position in your current company. Mm, true. I think like knowing like what you have learned, your skill sets. I think when you go for interview, then you realize that, oh, they are looking for somebody with this and that experience and you might help you to realize that, oh, I actually don't have this and these are valuable skills that I should pick it up. Yeah. I think on that note, right. Sometimes yeah. we don't, we really just don't know what we don't know. So you, you really just, you think you know right. everything that you want and need in your life for your career, but actually there are a lot of things you don't know. So mm. just try and talk and keep an open mind. And then I think apart from talking to recruiters, when you like, you know, do your casual job searching and you see what's out there in the market, um, even if like, you know, some some job descriptions out there can be a bit, um, have a lot of high standards or high criteria as well. Like, oh, I need 10 years of experience, but then actually it's not even a manager role. Um, it's okay. Like, I mean, if you feel like you're underqualified, never mind, just try. You never know. Because we've also seen a lot of cases where clients yeah. want a, a very, very high level of experience, but they don't hire that person. They hire someone who's more junior, who's more hungry. Yeah. Then they train out from right. there. And then they hire them for who they are, for the chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Then they train from there. So yeah, to job seekers out there, I guess one thing we can say is to be open, uh, explore as many roles as possible, talk to different companies. I think when once you talk to different more companies, you know your value. Actually, you know what kind of the things will spark your interest, as what kind of the things will pull you mm. push you away. Yes, yes. Like how like after all the uh, anti-simas candidates, I right, go for 
dates, then they come back and say, I don't like this guy because, you know, this thing turned me off. Then how about for client points of view? I think it works both ways. Also be both open to your requirements. Don't be so stranger with your requirement. Give us your call. Un- call must have. You say all our calls. No, I, I, I don't know, think all our calls, when, you know. I mean, I just thought of uh, an example where I had a client who was looking for someone. Uh, said, no, I need people from a very prestigious company, from an MNC. I do not want people from local companies, SMEs, not. That's, that's yes, not someone common. I want. But, you know, I decided to throw a curveball and just send somebody from <laughs> totally not MNC. And surprisingly, this client really, really liked the candidate. Um, mm. kind of, I mean, client had very high. Do you standards. know what about the candidate that that sort of? Because like, I think know, the client realized that just because you come from an MNC doesn't mean you know everything, or you you know, like you're not all that all the time. You know, people from SMEs have good skills yeah. too, and I realized, hey, actually, I think I can work with this person. Yeah, you're hands, very on. More hands on. You uh, you can start. You can thrive in a dynamic environment. Uh, you know, mm. yes, where you, where you the environment you come from does uh, speak about the kind of value you can bring. But then I think we tend to generalize a lot. Um, perhaps this client didn't receive a lot of profiles, lah, you know, and then saw mine, oh, okay, lah, we give this one a chance. But it worked towards the client's favor. So, yeah, clients be open. <laughs> Don't be too quick Not to judge. So yes. How about, let's say, for all the anti-simas out there? All the anti-simas out there. I like one phrase that she kept on repeating in this season too. Everybody wants 100% and she will say, don't look at 100%. No 100%. 60-70% you can consider. (laughs) So, I like it! Uh, Moving away from this whole perfectionistic tendency lah. Like realizing, okay, real life is not like that. That's a fantasy. It's not real. Mm, yes, can't get unicorn. Get a horse, lah. What a unicorn! Spray the unicorn color on the. Yeah, I think also like I mean, cause Auntie Sima, I could see that she was frustrated a lot of times as well. Like, oh man, I tried to tell her, you know, but it didn't work out. So I think like yes. acknowledge that your job is. It's frustrating. It's not easy to match uh, people and to to get a good match for people. Uh, but um, And some things are just not in your control. Uh, but whatever happens, happens if it's meant to be. Mm. Wow, sounds like speaking to yourself, you know. Of course. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> need, to, need to comfort ourselves. I think I always try to be the anti-sima. Uh, although some of the match, it doesn't come from me. I'll be like, yeah, I'm happy for you, truly. Because I think Auntie Sima is really like the less s, uh, less less self orientation. Uh. Oh, okay, yeah, not not. But this Auntie Sima is always about you know I'm here to help you. I remember one part she said yes, you know, yes. you all of you are like my children. Yeah. I'm here to help you. Yeah, I want to learn that. So I think that's a good yeah re- consultant. Uh, that's a good recruiter. Uh, I come here to help you to right, solve right, these right. kind of problems. I like really like Auntie Sima say, yeah. I'm here to solve problems so you your yes, problem can be yes. solved like that. I think all the Auntie Sima she is not only doing the finding candidates but also providing different kind of the insights to both mm, uh, mm. both her matches uh, like um uh, like through the whole matchmaking process, actually both of them understand their requirements better, understand themselves yes, better. Yes. So, 
yeah. if you get what I mean. Yeah. So that's why I feel like in the second season, Abana is more soft. It's softer in the sense that she is not as aggressive as the mm. first season, but she has still has very high requirements, but throughout different kind of the process, she... I find her more open, right? Yeah, yeah I find her more open. And I think one thing that's similar in terms of role with Auntie Sima is that, you know, every time after the dates or after our interview, we go back to them and ask for feedback. I think that's what I really like as well. Like, you know, understanding, you know, what was good and what was bad. Lah. Yeah. Mm. I like that part also. I right. think understanding... I think that's really important. Mm. So yeah, keep up, keep it up all the Antisimas the out there. And to Antisima, I would like to meet you one day. You <laughs> will learn from you. I'm here to help you. <laughs> Job seekers and clients, we are here to help you. I think that's all about it today. Yeah, thank you for uh, listening until now. Really appreciate you listen to our podcast. So I think, yeah, actually today's podcast is more about how matchmaking surprisingly similar to uh, recruitment mm. because we are more dealing with people. Lah. So that's why I think that is something similar in between. And also, you know, we had a lot of different kind of the feedbacks from different kind of the people out there saying this, I are recruiters only want to earn my money, want only want to earn commission. Sometimes I don't deny money is important, but sometimes we are more than that. Sometimes we really want to help you to maybe get out from your current shitty companies, also current shitty mm. jobs. Or maybe to uh, help you to get a better opportunity for your career yeah. growth. I, I think, think yeah. we just provide you with an avenue or a platform. La, yeah, we see. are not influential, that influential sometimes. Yeah. We don't we, have a lot of power. We don't force you to do anything, okay? <laughs> you, so, at the end of the day, it's your choice. I mean, yes, your don't. choice. I, I mean, we don't, but I believe some of the people out there might be. So if you don't like to work with that kind of recruiters, feel free to come to approach us. Yes. Just yes. remember, you can always say no. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm, you can always so, say no. Yeah. I guess that's all about it today. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Shukan. I'm Wendy. I'm Andrea. And this Recruiter Insights. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. realized we forgot to introduce ourselves so we can record it now uh wait i think later okay uh uh i'm shukan i'm wendy andrea and this recruiter insights 